And welcome to Conservation Queen's podcast. We are five girls who love the earth and have a passion for living a more eco-friendly life. We are real-life zoo employees. As always, nothing that we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Please keep in mind that we try to keep our podcast around PG-13, so if you have younger listeners, you may want to review the content beforehand. I'm Emily B. Oh, <laughs> right. I didn't realize I was next. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'll just start that part over again. Keep going. Now we should just keep it. I'm Emily B. Hey. I'm Emily A. I'm Katie. I'm And I'm Kenzie. And we are the Conservation Queens. And with that, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, Emily A, I think you're up with a fan shout out. So anyways... (laughs) We'd like to give a shout out to Christine, Gabrielle, and David, um, who mentioned some of the things that they would like to use to be sustainable and plastic free. They said they like to use reusable water bottles, produce bags, and grocery bags. So yeah. we love to hear that. Keep up the sustainable living. Whoop, whoop. Whoa. Thanks, whoop. guys. Real enthusiastic bunch. <laughs> my mom wanted to. Christine is my mother. Um, she also, <laughs> that's why I left, um, wanted to clarify that her reusable water bottle that she's been using for as long as I can remember is also a glass water bottle. Wow. It's, and oh. she's very proud of that. So go, mom. The best thing to recycle. <laughs> yes. And you don't even yes. recycle it. She uses it forever. So you're That's good. pretty oh, brave of her. I'd like, be afraid I'd break I know. it. That was the whole thing. She wanted to get me one, and I was like, Mom, that's not going to work out. So do we have any conservation updates? Uh, Not conservation no. related, but um, if you guys missed it last week, we are on multiple platforms now, freaking finally. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So if you listen to any of those, great. Um, you can download our podcast there. Just search Conservation Queens. Um, our distributor is Anchor, and they actually add us to new platforms all the time. So as they add us to more platforms, we'll just keep you guys updated. But um, tell your friends, listen to Conservation Queens. All right, anybody have any zoo news this week? I've got some. All right, let's hear uh... it. It's not happening. So the Alaska Sea Life Center is in danger of closing. So the reason that these guys are super important, not only are they AZA, but they also are a rescue center. Um, So last uh, this year alone, which has only been like, what, seven months, they've rescued six harbor seal pups. And they're currently taking care of them. And if they close, all these animals have to go to different facilities. Um, which is a big headache. And it looks like they also have rescued baby belugas. Yes, I had to get my beluga news in somewhere oh in my this gosh. episode. Yeah. I was wondering how you were going to get it in. And there Don't it worry. It's in wow. there. It's actually in here twice. Um, wow. It's my secret challenge to myself is to get belugas <laughs> in every episode. Um, but in 2017, they rescued Tyanek, who was a little baby beluga, who they couldn't find his mom. Um, and he now lives at SeaWorld San Antonio and is living his best little baby beluga life. Well, he's like three years old now, but he's still a baby. Oh. Yeah, they're a baby until they misbehave. And then you're like, no. He's very perfect, yeah. and I love him. I don't know. My cat does that a lot, and I still call him baby. So, <laughs> uh, well, well, if you're wondering how you can help out 
um, the Alaska Sea Life Center. If you live in Alaska, uh, you can become a member. And that's a really great way to help them because that. Oh gosh, I actually um, know someone that lives it. in Alaska now. I just realized well, that. Well, tell them to I am become a tell member. Her to do that. Here's the thing, though. Alaska is really big. Yes. And so make sure they live, like, close to the sea life oh, center. Mm, Alaska sure is a big state. Only the largest. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure yeah. is. Um, and then you can also have donations. Um, their website has a really great donate button. It's right at the top of their page. So you can check that out. Sweet. Let's save the Alaska Sea Life Center. We saved the Minnesota Zoo single-handedly. So, so, <laughs> yep. so just be a drop in the bucket. Too. Yeah. No problem. Perfect. We Northerners are having some issues, so help us out. All right. All right. Well, with that, speaking of saving sea life, this week we are talking about plastic-free July. July's not over yet, kids. There's still it time. Is not. So this week we're talking about ways to be plastic-free. So you might be wondering, why is that necessary? Like, who cares? Um, to look at that, we want to look at why we have plastic in the first place. So it was invented in the early 1900s, um, but it wasn't until like the 1950s, post-World War II, when it really started being like widely used. They used for, it like, for everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. All stuff. Everything. So uh, people said it was a great alternative to natural materials because it was inexpensive to create. And it is durable, and it could be used for pretty much everything, and it'll last forever. Yeah. Which it does. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and then, so, because of all of that, everything started becoming plastic. So, it's like, toys and stuff to build with, and clothing, and, like, all kinds of things. Yeah. So, basically, clothing. we're here because of this little invention. Um, and now... We, it is like ruining our environment because sure people is. aren't disposing of it properly. Uh-huh. Sure, everywhere. Is. So, why does it matter that pretty much everything on Earth is made of plastic these days? So, I mean, the biggest point of all is that plastics take forever to degrade, not to biodegrade, to degrade. Um, a lot of plastics are photosensitive, meaning after exposure to light or heat, they break down. Um, and they don't biodegrade, meaning they turn back to dirt from which they came because they <laughs> didn't come from dirt. Um, they just break down into tiny, tiny, tiny pieces and they just get smaller and smaller and smaller. It never actually goes away. Um, so plastics that are not disposed of properly, um, they end up in the environment as a hazard to all the animals in the ecosystem that they live in. And to so, us eventually. Exactly. Um, and plastics are made from petroleum, um, which you may have heard of if you've heard of a little thing called climate change. Wow. What? Um, burning petroleum releases carbon dioxide gas, which, you know, is a, car- a greenhouse gas that increases yep. the earth temperature. Sure doesn't help. Does not make things great. So most of you are probably familiar with some very sad photos of like a little land turtle stuck in a six pack ring mm-hmm. or a sea turtle who has eaten a plastic bag thinking it was a jellyfish. These are kind of the classic examples of how plastics are bad for the earth, but there's so much more, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so microplastics. So microplastics are plastics that are very, very, very small. Um, they have been found in 
every level of the marine food web. So that basically means everything from a blue whale all the way down to teeny tiny little planktons have been found to ingest plastics. Now, whether that's eating it on purpose because they think it might be food or accidental ingestion, or maybe they ate, maybe the big whale ate a little shrimp that had microplastics in it. And now that plastic is inside of him. So this plastic just ends up all over the food web. Now this happens both on land and in the ocean, but it is primarily studied in the oceans. Um, now, well, okay. So while I was researching microplastics in the ocean for this episode, um, I found the coolest paper I have ever found in my whole life, including beluga whales. I wow. could not find, I mean, I did find some stuff about beluga whales, but this is way cooler. Um, so giant clams, y'all. Emily clams. B's actual favorite animals. <laughs> okay, I freaking love giant clams, and I could talk about them for days. But giant clams, they did this study in the Red Sea, and they were looking at microplastics in different areas of the food web and looking at different sizes of microplastics. And there was a range of microplastics from 53 to 500 micrometers in size, so very, very small. But they couldn't find any in that size range, hmm. and they didn't know why. Um, they could find them that were smaller than that, and they could find them that they were larger, but they couldn't find them in that range. So they theorized that perhaps the giant clams, the world's greatest filter system, perhaps they were taking in these microplastics. So they pulled a bunch of giant clams um, and brought them into a laboratory environment where they were able to introduce these microplastics in that size um, that they couldn't find. And lo and behold, these giant clams just sucked out the microplastics and just filtered them out of the water like nothing's, you know, just nobody's business. What they do. They... You know, just living their best giant clam life. However, um, these giant clams they obviously cannot digest this microplastic. So what they were doing is they would actually adhere it to their shell, what? which is wild, hmm. right? Free arm. Um, now this doesn't help the clam and it doesn't appear to hurt the clam, um, but it's probably not so great for them to be building their shells out of microplastics. No, probably, um, probably not. No, but it is pretty neat to show that they are capable of filtering it. And I just thought that was wild. It is. It is wild. But really what I've taken away from this is that we should stop littering because we got to save the giant clams, guys. Yeah. When you mentioned um, yeah. like, images of animals, obviously, you know, getting something wrong with plastic. Mm -hmm. uh, the number one image that came to my mind was the shorebirds and how yes. much they oh consume. And a lot of these photos are just shorebirds, but the contents of their stomach next to them and the reason for their death. Um, and it's it's insane how much recognizable junk is in their stomach, um, but that's what they're trying to feed their babies to, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And they're oh, those videos. Well, and hurt. it's interesting that you mentioned the seabirds because these seabirds, a lot of them, um, especially that live near the Pacific Ocean or around it, um, they have their babies on these little tiny islands, yep. and. They're basically all surrounding the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which you may or may not have heard of. Um, this is a big floating patch of garbage um, that is actually twice the size of Texas. It's mm. enormous. Wow. Um, and it's just full of plastic garbage. So, you know, we love that. Um, really, the ocean needs a lot of help is <laughs> the short of this. There you go, Moana. <laughs> Um, I will say that this problem is not specific just to the ocean. Um, a lot of waterways face this problem, freshwater waterways as well. So rivers and streams and ponds. 
Um, but we are going to jump into a discussion now just of about a bazillion ways that you can be more sustainable in your everyday life. Yeah. So whether you do one of the ways we mentioned or all of the ways, we hope you still find something new to maybe take home and implement uh, in your own daily life to help lessen that plastic use. So we're going to start with the classic example that I think, I feel like most people do this now. Most might be an exaggeration, but at least a lot of people do this now. And it's uh, kind of the only option in certain places, but using reusable bags when you go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of viewers, our listeners, um, mention that in their comments for things they do at home. And it's it's a pretty easy one. You get some really cute reusable bags, oh, yeah. depending on where you get them. I've and- made it my souvenir whenever I visit Zoos and Aquariums. Yes. Bag from them. Yeah, that's yep. I love that. And you keep them in your trunk so you don't forget them when you go to the grocery store. And if you do, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. I've been in the grocery store many times where I have made the person I am with go into the car and get them and then come back because I forgot them. You guys want to hear a cute story? Yes. Yes. So within the first month of David and I dating, he already knew that I was a save the planet human. <laughs> And he texted me, like, this is probably the second week that we were dating. And he goes, I ran out of plastic grocery bags, or I ran out of reasonable grocery bags in the checkout line, and I made the lady wait for me to run out to my car oh. and get her bag. Oh. I knew you would be mad at me if I used plastic. Oh, my God. Oh. I was like, wow. My boyfriend did the literal same thing, except with the next example that we're going to mention. That's reusable straws. Um, Woo! Reusable straws are great it became quite a a fad last year um that you know that was the only thing that anyone could do to save the sea turtles and if you use the plastic uh, straw you know you're killing the turtles yeah oh my god i had a bunch of girls i had a bunch of eighth grade um girl scouts try and teach me what a visco girl was because i wasn't sure what it was and the whole time I was talking about reducing plastic use. They kept going, and I'm like, I swear, (laughs) where to the heavens above? Y'all about to join the sea turtles if you keep one more time. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you get old. You you can't stay up with the times. Uh, (laughs) But obviously, we're all just like the OG Visco girls. That's true. But using a reusable straw is is great, and it does help because the, the problem with reusable straws is you can't recycle them. Um, so obviously, or reuse them. I mean, I guess you could, but that's a little weird. Um, <laughs> but it's fun. You can get ones that collapse and stay on your keychain. That's the one that I got. But I mentioned my boyfriend because within like the first month of dating, it was the same situation, Emily B. And um, we got reusable straws I got him one and after that he made a point wherever we went if he got a drink to like take it off his key ring in a very dramatic fashion unfurl it and put it in his drink and he was so proud of it he just wanted me to see that he was proud to use it I was like wow you know what you're doing I might keep you so we love (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so that was a good one um and then with that reusable water bottles and coffee cups those are great and so many will give you a discount if you bring your own cup too that's true mm-hmm. that's true don't um, know how that's going to... with corona these days but no i was gonna say maybe not currently but when things you know are a little less uh worrisome then start using that reusable coffee cup again 
Um, Brooke, one of our fans, also shouted out that she uses reusable red solo cups. I've seen them; they're metal, but they're they look like I a solo them. cup. Uh, I love them, and that's a great that's way, like, way to reuse it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, another fan of ours, Robbie, uh, it's my brother. He also he has used an algae since we were children. Uh, this is not sponsored, but he swears by it, and he it has never left his side. And I remember when, a little before that, we we did use plastic bottles a lot. Um, like, that's what we would get from Costco. We'd bring them to school. Uh, and then he started using his Nalgene, and, and I don't think he knew it at the time, but he was saving a lot of water bottles. So, good on you, bro. The uh, snaps for him. Snaps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, then we got your mesh produce bags. This I should have mentioned with the grocery bags um, at the store, but for your produce, so you don't get that little plastic bag that you have to put the fruit in. They're even so though, handy. you know, fruit kind of has that thing on the outside generally that <laughs> makes it okay, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the skin. I never used to use any bags, period, for my yeah. like, produce. And then I my parents were like, we need a bag for the apples. And so I was like, okay, let me get you some mesh bag. So you that's, have a bag for your apples. That's yeah. how I was raised. So, like, I do feel weird if I don't have a bag for my fruits and stuff. But yeah. my mom got the mesh produce bags, and they're great. And they work they just Every as time, well. like, I go grocery shopping with my boyfriend, and I don't use a plastic bag, he's like, you have to use one. They, like, that's why? just what they want you to think. I can wash. Conspiracy <laughs> man. I can wash it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> that was, yeah. And it's not like you, you know, when you get home, you wash your fruits and veggies anyway. So it'll be okay. But you're right. Yeah. Uh, another one for uh, groceries or for food is beeswax wraps. Has uh, anyone else used these? I, I yeah, have these. I have yeah. them in my house. Yeah. I yeah. think they work really nice for wrapping up a sandwich, personally. That's what I like. use them use for. for. Like, uh, one of the big things we use them for is, like, if we cut into, like, an onion yes. or, like, yeah. another piece of produce to wrap it. Or, like, an open um, – like, we give Ellie, my dog, we give her canned pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um, so to keep and it in the fridge. We use that to keep it fresh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'll use it for, like, blocks of cheese that I've, like, opened. Mm-hmm. So then it stays fresh longer. Yeah, they're they're great multi-purpose use for those beeswax wraps. I'd say they're a good investment. Um, but then, but what they're replacing is a plastic bag, like uh, for any of those items that we just mentioned. So yeah, or plastic wrap, or plastic wrap, right? Uh, which also goes to the little silicone bags instead of Ziploc bags. So basically, it's like just I have these um, a really hard plastic bag is what it's like. Um, and, and they're dishwasher safe, they're right? Dishwasher safe. So I have put mine in the dishwasher, um, and I basically use them in, for snacks a lot because that's what I used to carry snacks in like a long time ago um, with Ziploc bags that I would just put popcorn in or crackers, whatever I was bringing. Um, but instead, I use these little silicone bags, and then, like Emily B said, you wash them, and they're good to go for the next time. Well, I also love to put grapes in them. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> I use um glass Tupperware um mm-hmm. instead of plastic Tupperware because I found myself before I lived in Florida I would travel all the time to- like I would move it felt like every six months and I would yep. buy plastic Tupperware in every place and then I would just throw it away when I moved and I got real tired of doing that so I bought glass Tupperware which is 
a much more reusable alternative. Yeah. And it forces me to bring it with me. I bet the also it is safer. <laughs> yeah, also it's safer for us to be like microwaving things yep. in glass rather than plastic. Yeah. Then you uh, actually are eating microplastics. Yum. Yeah. True. True. I just want to be like a beluga whale. <laughs> oh, no. oh boy! Oh, no. What? I I literally read a whole another paper that was all about beluga like belugas eating microplastics, and it's because of the food that they eat. It's not because they're eating it. No. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the buildup, like. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. But yeah, bioaccumulation, yeah. So a small fish eats fish. Big fish eats that fish. Beluga whale eats fish. The accumulation. You did mention it earlier. I don't know why I'm saying it again. So shampoo <laughs> bars and conditioner bars. <laughs> uh, we're going to head over into the bathroom now. And oh, boy. see what products there we can replace. I am so guilty. When I was younger, I have very, very curly, um, tangle- tangled, frizzy hair. And the amount of conditioner and shampoo that I've used in my life is, it haunts me to this day. Probably <laughs> it's sitting in a landfill somewhere doing God knows what, not degrading, that's for sure. Uh, or very slowly at that. So anyway, in the bathroom, what can we do instead of these big shampoo and conditioner uh, tubs of product, plastic tubs? Well, have I got a deal for you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into one big infomercial. It really <laughs> is. And, uh, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, but, yes, go ahead. Yeah. So, this is actually perfect because I literally just stepped out of the shower. I've, oh. I I promised I'm wearing pajamas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I literally just used uh, the shampoo and conditioner bars. So I love all things um, sustainable health and beauty product related. It's kind of been my thing recently. And that uh, as I'm going through a post breakup glow up, we're trying. Yes, glow up. (laughs) Um, Boy, bye. But anyways, yeah, so you can find uh, shampoo and conditioner bars. The ones I have are from a company called Basin. Um, also, I believe we have a friend named Jesse who's working on something. Called- believe we have a friend named Jesse. We do have a friend named Jesse. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. She's uh, only possibly ours. We friend. did. We did shout out to her a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, her trendy Wendy beauty. Um, but I think she says she has plans for for that in future shampoo and conditioner bars. But I found it's been really good for my hair, and. I don't necessarily struggle with curly hair like you do, Katie, but I struggled mm. with really bad buildup, uh, especially mm-hmm. in my younger days. Like I used to get teased in high school and middle school about my hair. Even the teachers were noticing like, girl, what is going on with your head? And I go, oh, I don't goodness. know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit traumatic in some ways, but it's fine. But yeah, the shampoo and conditioner bars, it has almost physically changed my hair for the better. They're a lot more my hair is a lot more soft and really shiny. It smells good. Uh, they only th- do smell amazing. Yeah. Only thing I'll say those conditioner bars, sometimes you got to really lather it up, but mm-hmm. otherwise it, it works pretty good. Yeah. So that was my biggest issue when I switched to shampoo bars and conditioners is like I said, I have very curly, gets very tangled and it's very frizzy hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the conditioner was not enough. It was not untangling any of the knots in my hair. Because oh, no. um, I used I used basin. I tried a thick, um, 
which was also they're both very good just not for my hair type um but now I use ones that I got from this company called the earthling company mm-hmm. um and I love them so I found my my match I guess I was gonna say it really is trial and error with shampoo and conditioner and I will say with shampoo and conditioner so for me I actually can't use the bars because with my skin condition on my head it doesn't work out very well mm-hmm. also my hair is colored and a lot of them like strip the color at the same time mm-hmm. so another option if you're in the same boat as me you find yourself <laughs> stuck um, if you rinse out the shampoo and conditioner bottles, you can recycle them. There you go. That's very there true. I had to go back to doing that for a while because every shampoo bar I tried made my hair look like I had never showered before. It <laughs> 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 was not a good time. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't work for everyone. And there's also – I'm uh, kicking myself right now because I don't remember the name of it. There is a company that – makes um shampoo and conditioner in metal containers or aluminum oh, it might be aluminum yes yeah aluminum. they like ship them to it's you aluminum. and like okay. reusable things yep, yeah yep. and Ooh, so they make some products that are a little more heavy duty like in a way like if you have curly hair like me or like uh you know scalp something you want to you know I don't know what I was going with there <laughs> like an edgy oh, scalp yeah, I guess I sound like a commercial. It's fine. That's why I probably stopped. But uh, they they make a lot of those different kinds. So that's a good company to look into, too. I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of it. But you know. there's a few different places to oh, do okay. that, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. Those are, if you really don't want to use plastic in the, as far as hair care is concerned, that's uh, something to consider. Uh, mm-hmm. When you brush in your teeth, what you brush in your teeth with? Ever think about how many toothbrushes you go through in a life? I mean, so many. Yeah, I yeah. never really thought about it, but every time you just throw it away, and it's like, yeah, it goes to the landfill to live forever. You know what I'm waiting for? I am waiting for either a biodegradable or a bamboo electric toothbrush. If that's yeah, possible. that's the thing. Is a lot of people like use with electric a bamboo toothbrushes. replacement head. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Yeah. So that's, Come I was on, just going to say, so instead of a plastic toothbrush, what do we use? Yeah. Where is that? Come, well, I could see how the bamboo and electric might not work. Introducing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the new fire toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, if boy. you, if you can just, you know, if you like a regular toothbrush, a bamboo toothbrush is a great way to get a get, great thing to get. I can't talk to you. They are. Um, I know you said you got them right off Amazon. I got mm-hmm. mine from the earthling company too. They sell a lot of cool, um, sustainable stuff. I just really liked that website. And yeah, there you go. Uh, what else can we get in the bathroom, Katie? Well, if you uh, need feminine products for that time of the month, um, I know yeah. not a lot of people. A lot of people will shy away from this topic, but I like to dive right into it. Um, pads and tampons have plastic are the in worst. Them. <laughs> they are the worst, and. Uh, think about how many pads and tampons you go through in your life. Like that's oh, a lot. Yeah. I it's actively lot. try to avoid thinking about it. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of waste as well. And there are other options that I only really learned about probably two years ago that there were even other options like that I didn't have to necessarily wear a pad or a tampon. 
Um, there's a, I don't have, I don't, I don't have any experience with this one, but a diva cup. Uh, I know a lot of people that use them. I don't personally myself, but everyone I know who uses one said it's a little bit trial and error. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. But once you figure it out, you are golden. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard it's way better than using a tampon once you figure it out. It's more, yeah, I've heard that too. And you, you don't have to worry about like, uh, dying because you have yeah. the tampon too long yeah. yeah that's what it's called um that horrific horrific yeah so diva cup is something to look into i recently started using thinks um and there's a lot of again different companies that do the same kind of thing but it's basically underwear that is literally feels uh like normal underwear except it has built-in pad basically um is to put it plainly has a built-in pad you can wear it and it felt weird at first because you're like on your period and you're like wait a minute I'm not wearing anything something is wrong (laughs) yeah I was like wait a minute oh my gosh and it was fine um it's really easy to clean and that's reusable you're literally just cleaning washing and then using the same pair of underwear um it can take a lot like it, it is expensive um because they really are a piece of technology i don't understand how it works but it does it's amazing and it can take a while to build up like more than a few pairs um to last you your entire period but um i think it is worth the investment in the long time because never you never have to wear per- uh, pads or tampons again and that costs money too mm-hmm. so just something I recently had a great experience with and I'm really glad because that was something that always bothered me as far as where I could cut some plastic in my life so there you go uh now we go move on to your so you just stepped out of the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) heading to your closet because (laughs) we're going to talk about clothes Um, yes how that relates to plastic does anyone want to explain that one why are our clothes it. made of plastic? I got it. So take a look at your clothes. Do you see anything that's made of polyester? Mm. Oh, you mm. mean all of your clothes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you wash your clothing that is made of uh, materials like polyester and other um, non-natural fabrics, um, every time these go through the wash and the dryer, they're releasing microfibers. So these are really, really small little pieces of fiber Um, that never will disappear. They just kind of accumulate. Um, They accumulate in waterways. They accumulate in animals like we've talked about, but it's just basically another type of microplastic. Um, However, we have solutions for you. Again, this is just one giant infomercial. I kind of love it. Yeah, me too. I mean, Um, I love hearing about different places people go to or products people use because otherwise I wouldn't know about it. You know, unless yeah, so, Google listens to this whole conversation, and then tomorrow I'm going to have a million ads for uh, eco-friendly plastic. <laughs> that's going to win too, right? <laughs> yep. Also, so, there are a couple ways that we can uh, kind of mitigate this. Kenzie, sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, you're fine. I I didn't mean to. I was just going to say, um, for people who have friends or family in their life who's really into eco-friendly, sustainable products, uh, this could be a potential good shopping list for you come the holidays oh my gosh oh yeah that's so true conservation queen's christmas list yeah (laughs) all right 
So back to the laundry issue. Um, so your clothing is releasing all these microfibers. Um, there's actually a couple of different companies out there that are creating products to remove these in the wash. So it's like a ball that you throw in with your wash um, that oh. basically is filtering the water while it's being washed and it's pulling out those microfibers. Oh, wow. Most of these have been modeled, like the actual ball itself has been modeled off of the way that coral filters water. Wow. What? Wow. Pretty cool. Wow. Pretty wild. Oh my gosh. Um, if you just search like microfiber remover, that's um, so beautiful. Whatever it sh- it comes up. They're, it's so I ironic. Think they're pretty expensive right now because this is brand new stuff that's just come out within the last year or two. Um, but you can get these to put in your laundry to get rid of it. Now, if that's not a route you want to go, that's okay. There are other options too. Um, so one of the biggest things that I have tried to do is a buy clothes that are made out of natural materials and not made out of um, plastic fibers. But another thing that you can do is just to reduce your kind of impact in the clothing industry at large. Fast fashion is a fast whole, we could do fashion a whole, sucks. We could I do a whole on fast fashion. Um, if you're not just, familiar with, let's with just that, take term. a decade and stick with it. Or any decades that have passed thing, because yeah. we can thrift. There you but go. No new decades of clothing. <laughs> No more. Right. Well, and if you're not familiar with stores that do that actively participate in this fast fashion, um, sorry to shame maybe some people's favorite stores, but places like no, Sheen, no. Put, or them on blast. Put them yep. on blast. H and M is a big one. Yeah. Well, H and M is tricky. H and M is trying. <laughs> they are trying. They do recycle. They do recycle. <laughs> They're trying. Yes. <laughs> Uh, better than some of these other places. Yeah. So basically, just so uh, quickly, it, what exactly is fast fashion? Like a definition, just so oh, some yes. people, if they haven't heard the term, go for it, Emily B. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so fast oh. fashion is basically um, kind of the process where something becomes trendy. Everybody's got it. They sell it for cheap. It's all made of you know polyester. So I'm trying to think of something that's been trendy recently. I don't know. Wow, you know what? The first thing that came into my it's not trendy at all. I was gonna say crop tops. Um, Yeah. Well, like I guess one that things that are like brand name, like Champion. Yeah. Which is Mm -hmm. a a weird one because they sell it at Walmart for super cheap, but if you go to their website for the same exact hoodie, it's like way more expensive, (laughs) like hundreds of dollar differences. I mean, fast fashion is just the process of I would say like. Something becomes trendy, and then three weeks from now, it's no longer trendy, so you never wear it again. Yeah. I think Forever 21 is a really good yes. example, because it, it just always... Whenever you walk by the store, it's like, oh, so that's what the kids are wearing now. <laughs> yeah. But it, except it's like that every Right, day. and it's usually <laughs> like, oh, cheaply made, cheaply sold. It's cheaply made, and it, yep, so it's not meant to last, right. and that just means they have to make more of it, so people keep right. buying it. And, hey, guess what? I loved Forever 21 in high school. You would not see me shopping at any other store, because I didn't know any better, and because they had cute stuff, but that's beside the point. Now I know better. All right, so you can... And thrift stores have cuter things. Right. So that's what oh, I like to buy uh, statement pieces or <laughs> pieces that are basic and will never go out of style. So you I was going to say, uh, my whole match those two basic. things together. <laughs> there you what go. Lori, sorry, can I also go just ahead, say Gansy. with fast fashion too, not only is it 
harmful to the environment, but it also has a lot of issues with human rights abuses, yes. like oh, yes. yeah. and nations yep. and other things like that. So when you are thrifting, you are also helping not just the environment, but your fellow human. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that's really important. There have been a lot of companies recently, I think, that cough, cough, people have kind of exposed for that. <laughs> what did you say? Cough, cough, sheen, once again. <laughs> oh, I thought you I thought you said a specific company. Um, the only one that I know of that is coming to my mind that was recently was Victoria's Secret. But there's so many problems there that we're just now yeah. trying to unpack um, it anyway. Oh. Um, I like using Plato's Closet if anyone yeah. has that yeah. town. It's, it's a store that you can go to, bring your old clothes, and they will buy them back. And then you go shopping there, and it's other people's clothes that they bought back. So it's really great. I, I just... I just like it a lot. I think it, the concept's really uh, cool. Going back to Emily A's statement about st- uh, statement about statement pieces, um, I have recently, because of the coronavirus, you know, not enabling me to go out to do my regular Goodwill shopping because I am the queen of Goodwill. Um, mm-hmm. I've been using eBay actually and Mercari, which is an app. Um, it's kind of like Poshmark or ThreadUp or any of those, which are all resale mm-hmm. sites. Um, and I have got some really cute stuff. So one, it's cheaper because it's being resold. Two, it right. gets shipped right to my door. I don't have to leave my house and waste gas. And three, I'm buying clothes <laughs> that are already made. And they're really cute. So that's like 8,000 wins in one. It's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. Go thrift. It's fun. It's like a treasure hunt. Yeah, and you're helping to reduce plastic and help a lot of other ways as well. Clothes is a big industry um, with fashion, I guess, is a big yeah. industry and not always great. All right. So, so now that I'm dressed. Grain of salt. Yeah. So now we're dressed. <laughs> and we're actually going to go back to the kitchen. Oh, well, first you got to get your phone. Got to grab right? it off the charger. Yes. 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 What What kind of phone are we getting exactly? Um. Though? Well, we are getting a phone that has a yes. compostable and very protective phone case. Yeah. yeah. Explain that, um, please. It's called Pila, spelled P-E-L-A. Um. They're incredible. They have. They are so great. Yeah. So these phone cases, like even if you don't necessarily like have a compost bin yourself, they will biodegrade in the trash. So it's not going. It's not going to contribute to the horrible landfill situation. Um, mm-hmm. But they have so many different patterns, and some of their patterns actually directly go to conservation, which is really awesome. Oh, you love and I will say I need a new phone case so protected right now. You can get it. one right now, Katie. They're actually and everybody else who's listening. And again, this is not <gasps> sponsored. Oh my god, I just googled. I want get one right one now. Right? Honey bee, honey bee. I think they're still running. It's really. They cute. were doing a promotion oh where they were selling um buy one get one free because of Corona. So their whole promotion mm-hmm. is called wear one wash one. So you would have one to put on as you were cleaning another one, um, which is. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Um, it's still happening. There you go. Go out and get yourself two new phone cases for the price of one. Um, they are incredibly protective. I am yes. the clumsiest person that has ever existed on the face of the earth. Challenge Same. me, I dare you. <laughs> um, and uh, I have dropped my phone in this case more times than I could count, and my phone is still perfectly intact. So yes, um, I would recommend getting a screen cover separate because the case does not cover the screen, um, like a life-proof case or something like that might. Um, but it is a very, very protective case, and I have not shattered my phone or broke it once since I've. And had it's this not case. like annoyingly thick either. Oh yeah, it's it's flexible, um, and it's thin. 
Okay, cool. Because I don't like the... And as much as I need a protective case, I hate the case. Yeah, it's not bulky at all. So this sounds great. Uh, if anyone else is wondering on their website, they also have AirPod cases. Oh. Smartwatch. Smart cool, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, you guys are really making a good case here. <laughs> Again, not sponsored. We just really want you to help the Earth. That's, that's, that's it. Uh, so moving along, now you got your phone, you're heading back to the kitchen, um, and you're grabbing your lunch for the day. So uh, you might think to grab some reusable cutlery or to have some with you. Um, I keep my little case in the car, and it's made out of, they're made out of bamboo, the cutlery, but that always helps. Use less plastic, so, you don't use the reuse, um, not reusable. I have a small point there. Spoons. Um, yes. You know, everybody's all on the bamboo train for reusable cutlery, which is great. You know, totally fine. You can, you also, can also just take the metal ones right out of your, yes. Um, yeah. They actually sell on Amazon and I'm sure other places as well. Um, little like neoprene cases um, with regular silverware in it, or you can get the bamboo ones too. So those are super helpful. Yep. You can also, so you guys mentioned it earlier, reusable Tupperware, but like either whether it's the glass ones or just reusable ones in general, as long as you can clean them and use them again, instead of uh, throwing them out or recycling them right away for leftovers, take out lunch. Yep. Cause it's all good stuff right there. usually and styrofoam is the worst offender. God, styrofoam sucks. Truly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there is uh, eco-friendly packing That's peanuts true. that you can get. And that kind of recycled paper packaging filler. I mean, come on. Don't get better than that. And that's about all I feel like I got right now. Um, uh, unless someone else wants to bring up some I would ones. like to add one. Stop yes. buying glitter. <laughs> you can get your glitter if it's biodegradable peeps. But like and glitter- it does exist. And it is very readily available. Yes. Uh, you don't. I do like yeah, glitter. Glitter, one, it gets everywhere. So like that already proves my point. Sure does. <laughs> that like you just don't need to get the plastic one. It's better for you if you have children that are playing with glitter. If they eat the glitter, they're not going to be consuming plastic. So please get uh, the biodegradable one. Have you guys ever seen that video? It's a black cat, and someone had just used a bath bomb. Oh my gosh! Yes, that had it had glitter I in love it. That and video. It's all over the bathtub, like every and the cat gets in the oh, bathtub, yes. like, like you know, must have rolled around, and it looks like a like Starry Night black cat. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> love it. But the point um, being that that specific glitter was actually made of seaweed. Um, it was you know supposed to be safe in case consumed i guess or just in general so the cat was fine yes uh what has (laughs) micro beads in it the only thing i can think of is like face wash because i used to use that when i was in middle school (laughs) and then i learned that micro beads were bad and i was like oh i stopped i got a face wash yeah only thing i can think of is um face facial cleansers um you guys okay i just saw it there i wasn't yeah. sure if there was anything yeah else. also those microbeads aren't good for your pores either if, if you no. no they're not they're too rough yeah yeah 
Gosh, they've been fooling us all these years. <laughs> like, it's one thing if you have a gentle, like, sand exfoliant, but yeah, no, those microbeads will mess up your pores, people. Don't do it. Yeah. So we mentioned a lot of reusable products because in the grand scheme of things, when you want to uh, reduce, reuse, recycle, uh, you want to try and reduce your use first, so not using it at all. Uh, then reuse, then recycle. So we haven't mentioned recycling much. Um, that's not to say that recycling isn't great, and please recycle at every chance you get. Um, it's better to get a product that's recyclable than one that you have to that has to go to a landfill. Um, so if that's your only options, recyclable one's great. But the point here is also it's really important to know how to properly recycle. Uh, so like Emily A. mentioned earlier, that if you wash out your shampoo and conditioner bottles, you can recycle mm-hmm. them. However, you have to wash them out, depending on the product. Also, certain uh, recycle centers will only take certain materials, too. Is that right? Yes. So it's important to know where your trash is going, kind of. And look up the recycling Uh, near you. Um, You know, every place is different. So look up in your area what they actually take and what they don't take. Yeah, usually there's a website for it, and it'll have listed exactly what can and what can't be recycled in your area or neighborhood. So, there you go. And uh, speaking of recycling, um, so this is something that was brought up at my place of work that I've never heard of before, um, and I don't feel like it's talked about enough, but it's something about closing the loop. Have you guys heard of it before? It rings a bell, but... I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, explain. Essentially, closing the loop, uh, it's it's really just being very mindful of your recycling. So when you recycle products, uh, companies have to purchase your recycled trash to turn into a new product. Uh, so this means, as consumers, we need to actually buy products that are made out of recycled materials to get companies to continue Whoop, buying. There it is. Uh, so if we do this, we are essentially rebuying our trash and closing the loop. You got to create the demand. Yes. And uh, if consumers, like you said, create more of a demand for this, uh, then more companies will start producing it. Yeah. And you know how much more excited I get when I see a product that's like, I was made out of plastic water bottles. I lose my mind. Oh, yes. I get so excited. Wasn't the AZA shirt that you bought made from plastic? Yes, it was. It sure was. And so so was the mask that I I wear now, too. It's great. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just so, so yeah. exciting. So remember, everybody, as consumers, we determine what companies sell. So if there's an organization <laughs> Say it with me, kids. that you feel is not being sustainable or ethical, please do not buy from them. Uh, we really do have the power, and uh, that's how you stick it to the man. <laughs> and we're all learning every day. So don't be hard on yourself because I feel like I often am. And it's like, Katie, you literally learned about this two seconds ago. It's it's okay that you bought something there five years ago. And I, it's okay. And I think it's also important to, to bring up the fact and to realize that not every community, not every household is going to have the access to things like recycling programs or even have the financial ability to invest right away in these um sustainable eco-friendly products as well and i think that's something to be conscious of but again the more you buy the sustainable products 
over time, hopefully the cost will start to grow down so it can be more affordable to other people. Uh, but get involved with uh, your local governments as well, though, to try and advocate for those things in and around your area. Yes. Yes. Vote. Your vote, vote matters. Vote. <laughs> vote with your ballot and your dollar, people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. So that actually is a great segue into the topic of greenwashing, uh, using your money to make a difference or to support what you believe is right. Um, be aware of greenwashing. So greenwashing is basically like uh, the concept of whitewashing, except in regards to um, making companies appear more eco-friendly or sustainable um, through their product labeling or the way they advertise their product on social media and things like that. Uh, so, for example, an item might be labeled eco-friendly or natural or biodegradable, um, but it may not be as healthy for the environment as it claims. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's when items are claimed to be eco-friendly and then they're wrapped in single-use plastic. That uh, seems to be a big tell. One of the big ones for me is the ones that claim they're recyclable, but they require special recycling, mm-hmm. um, which, again, this is an access issue. Not everybody has the ability um, to do that. So just right. because it might be recyclable in one small venue doesn't mean it's recyclable everywhere. Yeah. And then it's just going to end up in a landfill anyway. Are there any regulations that we know of that, are able to certify that, yes, this is a quote-unquote green product, or is it just kind of run rampant? Um, I believe it is less um, regulated than, like, things like the word organic and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much all marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as far natural, as I can tell. The word natural in labeling, like, literally doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. So follow our usual rule of do your research. Yes. Look at the ingredients list. That will tell you if it's natural or not, for sure. If it Mm -hmm. has something you can't pronounce in there, it is likely a synthetic material. And as far as, like, uh, a company in general making, like, maybe they're making bamboo straws or cutlery or whatever you're looking for, um a good way to maybe tell that they are also credible and actually care about the cause that they're promoting is if they do donate to conservation organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like donating with a portion of what you buy is usually a good way to be like, okay, so they actually do seem to care about this stuff uh, because that's where some of your money goes. So I think that's a good way to tell. Yeah. There's um, a, I won't name it because a lot of people really like it. Once again, another company, (laughs) but there's a very popular company that makes a lot of natural um, body products, which is really great. However, they, they do funnel money to like, to end a lot of like, zoos that actively participate in conservation. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Wait, you can't not say because I don't know who you're talking about. Cassie, do you want to say it? <laughs> yes, it's lush people. Lush. <gasps> yes. yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Now that makes a lot of sense. Um, now that you've please said it. stop yeah. buying from them because they are actively trying to tear down like AZA accredited zoos, which is wrong. They they donate to PETA, right? 
Yeah, but they also like pro- they so they donate money that to an a charitable organization that their sole purpose is to get rid of Oakland Zoo. Oh, well that seems And not that's very just nice one example. That seems targeted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. So <laughs> um do wow. your research. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Dang. I love this episode. This might be my favorite. I'm getting episode. called out. Yeah. We're filling tea is what the kids say, I guess. So all right. Oh, the kid. The oh, should we should we wrap so, this one up? Yeah, let's wrap. All it right, up. Kenzie, take it away. All right, so folks, thank you guys so much for sticking with us for this extra long infomercial here, learning about how to save the planet. <laughs> but to end it all, uh, we're going to leave you with our conservation conversation. So as we discussed throughout this episode, little actions make a big difference. But how you vote with your dollar does too, because uh, corporations do contribute to a fair amount of pollution. But that doesn't mean you should stop from improving your own individual impact on the environment. So the more that we create these habits in our daily lives, the more we're going to care about it when it comes to the bigger This picture. is something I'm so passionate about. Things. It builds up habits, it builds up beliefs, and it does Every little thing you do matters. I remember when the straw thing was a big thing last year and the year before, and everybody would say, oh, yeah, what does one straw do? Well, that one singular straw might save one singular bird, and you've just saved a life, period, and enough. Uh Or it's just saving that fraction of plastic from being out there. Like, I don't – it doesn't matter how small the action is. The impact is always – You're still making a difference one way or another, and that's what really counts. And, you know, people adopt it. My mom has been awesome ever since I've really gotten into uh, environmentality and conservation. She's been actually adopting a lot of habits, um, eco-friendly habits, because I'm teaching her and I'm leading by example, and she's excited about it. Um, I would even say yeah. she's been surpassing me in, sustain- in sustainability. So, oh, wow. I mean, honestly, that was one of my favorite things about having about having a reusable straw is like people will point it out. It'll people it'll get people thinking about it. If anything, yes. Like, sure, maybe it doesn't save a sea turtle in the long run, but I've gotten someone to think about maybe a more ego. Yeah, like when I whip out my uh, final straw, people are always like, oh, like, you're so extra. But then they, like, ask what it is, and they want to know what it is. And it's so convenient because it has a little, like, cleaner in it, too. So, again, little things add up to make a big difference. So, remember the five R's in this order. Refuse. That means if you don't need it, don't get it. Save your money. Save your space. Um, If people are giving out free promotional items and you know for a fact that you are not going to use it, don't take it. Don't feel pressure to do it. Say no. Set your boundaries. Uh, Second, reduce. Only take what you need. Third, of course, is reuse what you can as much as you can. Maybe you have those old uh, applesauce containers, but you know what? Fill them up some soil, put little holes in the bottom, and then boom, you have some homemade planters for some seeds. Wow. Yeah. And then, of course, recycle, but do it right. Check your country standard. Check your country or your county standard. Check your country. <laughs> you might need some help if you live in the United States. 
Um, and of course, if you don't have access to recycling, you're not alone. I'll be honest, my neighborhood does not have a recycling program, but I've been able to sneak my stuff over to my mom. Oh. Um, but that's why it's important to remember the first two row of refuse and reduce so you can minimize yeah. what goes into the garbage. And yeah. then replenish. If you take something out of the environment, replace it. Uh -huh. uh, if one tree, plant two in its place. Look for companies that, again, actively donate or have some type of conservation action that they are passionate about and active in, uh, because that's a really good way to give back. And, you know, even go around your own community, see what, if there are any volunteer opportunities, um, see if you can work with your civil government to, you know, maybe implement that uh, recycle program that you guys really want in your neighborhood. Yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> good, good example. Yeah. So those are just, again, a few examples. Uh, if you, well, The cool thing about living in the century is that we have access to almost every single bit of information just a click away on our phone. So, you know, utilize yeah. that. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for also telling us all of your ways that you reduce plastic use in your life. Yeah. And uh, one last little plug. If anyone has questions about how to recycle or um, if you would even like to recycle special things like K-Cups, check out TerraCycle because that will help you out a lot. Oh, yeah. TerraCycle is so Good great. Plug. They basically recycle things that are hard to recycle. Yes. But that you tend to accumulate a lot of. Uh, over time I think one of the things they actually recycle is the cap on oh my gosh the applesauce what is it called oh, the, the squeeze go and goes yes the go go yes, squeeze. Go -go squeeze yeah there we go uh applesauce they recycle the tops if you collect them cool. yep I eat so many of those go go squeezes they're so good <laughs> girl people make fun of me because they're like it's baby food I'm like no it's just regular applesauce <laughs> it's, it's in a very convenient package I'm absolutely with you. Um, the facility I work at is actually zero waste. Um, and so they have separate bins and a lot of them does, it gets recycled via TerraCycle. Nice. So we actually, this uh, week might've been a fan suggestion. Uh, doesn't matter if it was or not. <laughs> I don't think it was now that I'm thinking about it, but we want to hear what you guys want us to talk about. So if you have episode suggestions, let us know. Send them in. Tell us. we. What do you want us to chatter on about for an hour next week? <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Now go out there. Hopefully take some of the practices we talked about uh, and implement them in your life and stay sustainable. Bye. Go Bye. change the world.